Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are finishing the book of Amos by reading chapters 6 through 9. What sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem, and you who feel secure in Samaria? You are famous and popular in Israel, and people go to you for help. But go over to Calne and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and go down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were, and look how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of the coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flocks and the choice calves fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp, and you fancy yourselves to be a great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowlful, and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore, you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. The Sovereign Lord has sworn by His own name that this is what He, the Lord of God's, uh, the Lord God of Heaven's army, says: "I despise the arrogance of Israel, and I hate their fortresses, and I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies." If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, Is anyone else with you? When the person begins to swear, No, by, he will interrupt and say, Stop! Don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, homes, both great and small, will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? That's, but that's how foolish you are when you, when you turn justice into poison. And the fruit, sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness. And you brag about your conquest of Lodabar. You boast, didn't we take on Karaman by our own strength? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land. From Labo Hamath in the north to the Erebus Valley in the south. The sovereign Lord showed me a vision. I saw him preparing it to send a vast swarm of locusts over the land. 
This was after the king's share had been harvested from the fields as the main crop was coming up. In my vision, the locusts ate every green plant in sight. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, please forgive us, or we will not survive, for Israel is so small. So the Lord relented from his plan. I will not do it, he said. Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision. I saw him preparing to punish his people with a great fire. The fire had burned up the depths of the sea and was devouring the entire land. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, please stop, or we will not survive, for Israel is so small. Then the Lord relented from this plan too. I will not do that either, said the sovereign Lord. Then he showed me another vision. I saw the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was using a plumb line to see if it was still straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I answered, a plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I will no longer ignore their sins. The pagan shrines of your ancestors will be ruined and the temples of, of Israel will be destroyed. I will bring the dynasty of King Jeroboam to a sudden end. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is hatching a plot against you right here on your very doorstep. What he is saying is intolerable. He is saying Jeroboam will soon be killed and the people of Israel will be sent away into exile. Then Amaziah sent orders to Amos, Get out of here, you prophet. Go on back to the land of Judah and earn your living by prophesying there. Don't bother us with your prophecies here in Bethel. This is the king's sanctuary and the national place of worship. But Amos replied, I'm not a professional prophet, and I was never trained to be one. I'm just a shepherd and I take care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord called me away from my flock and told me, Go and prophesy to my people Israel. Now then listen to the message from the Lord. You say, Don't prophesy against Israel. Stop preaching against my people. But this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in this city. Your sons and daughters will be killed. Your land will be divided up. And you yourself will die in a foreign land. And the people of Israel will certainly become captives in exile. Far from their homeland. Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision. In, the, in it, I saw a basket filled with ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos? He asked. I see, a, a, I replied, a basket full of ripe fruit. Then the Lord said, like this fruit, Israel is ripe for punishment. I will not delay their punishment again. 
In that day, the singing in the temple will turn to wailing. Dead bodies will be scattered everywhere. They will be carried out of the city in silence. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Listen to this, you who rob the poor and trample down the needy. You can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end so that you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures and you cheat the buyer with dishonest scales. And you mix the grain you sell with chaff swept from the floor. Then you enslave poor people for one piece of silver or a pair of sandals. Now the Lord has sworn this oath by his own name, the pride of Israel. I will not, I will never forget the wicked things you have done. The earth will tremble for your deeds and everyone will mourn. The ground will rise like the Nile River at flood time and it will heave up and then sink again. In that day, says the Sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth while it is still day. I will turn your celebrations into times of mourning and your singing into weeping. You will wear funeral clothes and shave your heads to show your sorrow as if your only son had died. How very bitter that day will be. The time is surely coming, says the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border searching for the word of the Lord. But they will not find it. Beautiful girls and strong young men will grow faint in that day, thirsting, the Lord's word and those who swear by the shameful idols of Samaria who take oaths in the name of the God of Dan and make vows in the name of the God of Beersheba they will all fall down never to rise again then I saw a vision of the Lord standing beside the altar and he said strike the tops of the temple columns so that the foundation will shake bring down the roof on the heads of the people below I will kill with the sword those who survive no one will escape even if they dig down to the place of the dead I will reach down and pull them up Even if they climb into the heavens, I will bring them down. Even if they hide at the top of Mount Carmel, I will search them out and capture them. Even if they hide at the bottom of the ocean, I will send the sea serpent after them to bite them. Even if their enemies drive them into exile, I will command the sword to kill them there. I am determined to bring disaster upon them and not to help them. The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, touches the land and it melts, and all its people mourn. The ground rises like the Nile River at flood time, and then it sinks again. The Lord's home reaches up to the heavens, while its foundation is on the earth. 
He draws up water from the oceans and pours it down as rain on the land. The Lord is his name. Are you Israelites more important to me than the Ethiopians? Asks the Lord. I brought Israel out of Egypt, but I also brought the Philistines from Crete and led the Armenians out of Kerr. I, the sovereign Lord, am watching the sinful nation of Israel. I will destroy it from the face of the earth, but I will never completely destroy the family of Israel, says the Lord. For I will give the command, I will shake Israel along with the other nations, as grain is shaken in a sieve. Yet not one true kernel will be lost, but all sinners will die by the sword, all who say, nothing bad will happen to us. In that day I will restore the fallen house of David, I will repair its damaged walls. From the ruins I will rebuild it and restore it to its former glory, and Israel will possess what is left of Edom and all the nations I have called to be mine. The Lord has spoken, and he will do these things. The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Then the terraced vineyards of the hills on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. I will bring my exiled people Israel back from distant lands. And I will rebuild their ruined cities and live in them again. They will plant vineyards and gardens. They will eat their crops and drink their wine. And I will firmly plant them there in their own land. They will never again be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. In today's reading, we see the consequences of sin. Once again, we see that that Israel is in real trouble here because they continue to go further and further away from from the Lord. But one of the things that just simply disgusts the Lord is that the people are so comfortable with their ease, with their wealth and with their possessions that they can't even begin to think about God and his ways. As we were reading this, I couldn't help about thinking about our own situation of how easy it is just to sit back and enjoy life. That we can grow very comfortable with life and we can see that that all is well and that we forget about God. I'm not saying that we should get rid of our homes and get rid of our possessions. I'm not saying that we can't enjoy these things as long as they have the proper perspective as long as we remember constantly that they are a, a benefit for our sake. But they should not distract us so much that we forget about the Lord. God should be at the first in our minds, not the last. But unfortunately, that's exactly what we so often see today. 
that everyone, even believers, even Christians, can enjoy their possessions and their wealth. And because of that, we forget about God. God will not tolerate this forever. So therefore, the encouragement today is that we can enjoy what God has blessed us with because all of it comes from the Lord as long as we have that perspective. This is God's. I'm just a servant being used for Him. May we not grow so comfortable that the day of destruction would surprise us because of what we have done. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.